Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Delighted to be joined here this evening in John Heenahan's kitchen, otherwise known as Giggles. His father is known as Papa John, I was told the other night. <laughs> really? I didn't even know that. He's known as Big H. <laughs> Giggles is also known as H. Dan Shannon calls him H. Like that's his pet name for him, you know. But yeah, uh, thanks for having us along, Giggles. Oh, good. Just having a swig of the Barry Tea there. Yeah. We're, we're trying to keep a country here tonight. We got a bit of rain today for the first time in about a week. Yeah. No, no harm. Cool us yeah. down. Also, delighted to have Shawnee along here. Shawnee, thanks for coming along. Thanks, Liam. Good to be here. Good to be back in St. Calise. Yep, Shawnee is on his phone, just so everyone knows. He's just having a quick little scroll there, just make sure he's up to speed on all the latest social media, but he'll, he'll be with us now shortly. Um, look, we were with you briefly. We, were, we obviously had a preview episode last week, and we did a little half-time broadcast on Instagram on on, the, on that Ireland final. So today we're going to go through in detail Ireland final review, look back at the Joe McDonough, the Camogie under-20, and then we are going to do a special Christmas Eve episode giggle says it won't happen but we're going to make it happen next christmas eve myself giggle and shawnee we're all under the one roof the night before santa arrives so uh we're, we're going to make it happen just before we'll, we go we'll, to bed. we'll probably end up spending about six hours putting kids ties together and this no, won't happen I've, I've all very straightforward stuff i know you year. do of course you do i, I didn't last year you though. bought henry's presents because it suits you better because <laughs> henry wants them <laughs> wait do you have a bit of assembly in yours do you small bit yeah yeah won't suit you. um tweets and and comments first um I'll go to one anyway. I have one in here. Oh, there's one. There's one harsh one there. Yeah, uh, harsh but true. Yeah, from Don Hanley. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. at Don uh, H four Hanley. I'm not saying I told you so at Lenny KK. That's me. But I told you so. Looking forward to the next pod at the AGA. So me and Don had a bit of over and back. I know Don. I was in college with McCork. He wasn't happy with the predictions. The three of us tipping Waterford. Fair enough, you giggles like you know you were always going to go Waterford. But me and Johnny, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, I think. Jeez, uh, we, 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 we got, got sucked in. We yeah. got sucked in. We got sucked in. Sucked I got sucked in, in work, yeah. four years ago as well. The same bullshit. <laughs> three years ago, I got sucked in again. Um, but he was disgusted actually with our picks, and he said to me, "We we, we lost whatever bit of capital we had built up." Like you know what I mean? Where is he from? He's from Limerick. Oh, and, yeah. and he and he said, it "Was this is a private messages?" And he said, "Limerick are ten points better." And then you know. They proved to be 11. To be more than 10. So uh, look, he, we'll, he, we'll, we'll take it on the chin, Danny. Look, oh. we'll, con- constructive criticism, I would call it. No, yeah. I've I, I no problem holding my hand up and oh, saying we're wrong. Exactly. Which was interesting. We, we did a poll as well, obviously, last week. And we had four different questions. One of them was who will win. And it was 64% Waterford in advance. I think, look, I think the second half performance for Waterford obviously gave everybody this massive hope that they were an amazing team. They, they did play an amazing half. But I think it might shed a bit more light maybe on how average Kilkenny have kind of become compared to the heights that they were at. I love that you're talking about Kilkenny now to make Waterford feel better. Yeah, but vis a vis Limerick kind of being in there. But anyway, we'll get, we, we we'll get, get to, to that. We'll get to that. But look, no, look, Don, hands up, 100%. No, after no argument in the result... Limerick were 10 points the better team and uh, good etiquette there to screenshot private messages and put them up on the public domain so that's Sha- Shawnee Fitz as well from Limerick was uh, was in the pub Saturday night I missed it now I didn't get there myself but he was telling everybody that Waterford have no chance and uh, he was also proven right <laughs> also got tweeting from another Limerick person who responded to Don's initial tweet who said Patrick Henry said anyone that was predicting a close game were deluded so there you go three deluded people talking here tonight 
Um, also another tweet in from Kevin Ryan bef- before in our preview episode. Great show, lads. Harsh on Graham Mulcahy, though, to suggest he won't start. Not our eight from players so far, including four months of final where he was in running for man the match. Only off day was semi. Don't think he's any danger of being dropped though. One of the most important players. I think we did come through on that one. He had a shocker of the hurl final. At least we had that one. Yeah. <laughs> we got that one right. <laughs> I know I like Graham Mulcahy. Didn't want to see him playing bad around, but um, yeah, he was he was extremely poor and he got completely snuffed down. Probably the Probably the only one, really, um, if you look across the line, but we'll get, we'll get into that in, in a bit of detail. I'd love to have made a new jingle for tonight, and I haven't got one, but I'll promise I'll have one made for next week, uh, Limerick-related, but I just didn't get a chance to, to do it in advance. So, Do you have any more tweets or comments come in, Shani? No, that was that was it, I think. There was one on Instagram, actually, um, from our our feed on... Um when you were stopped looking at the listeners there. Um, no, I'm going into it here now. No, it was off the video uh, on the homepage. Okay, let me get that, that one. Yeah. He was, I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, Tommy O'Neill, yeah. Tommy O'Neill, Jeez, he ripped into us. In he Harrison. did, yeah, all the way from Dubai. Yeah. Uh, Jay's objective, he thrown out the window. Waterford didn't break the half time. I know hindsight is easy, but come on. Like, in fairness, half time was, there were three points in it. There were, and there was a lot of momentum gone in Waterford's, gone in Waterford's way, but they were hanging on. We'll get to it, we'll get to it. Okay, let's get into it. So, Giggles will bring you back through the pain once more. Okay, so we had done our final Sunday night Australian time, two thirty throw in in the morning. Um, set the alarm for one o'clock. Giggles was doing something similar. Fairness to Shawnee, he said, "Look, come down to my house, put on the big spread." He was going doing, you know, the spring rolls. He was going doing the wedges. Now I said, "Shawnee, look, just just throw in the frozen wedges, no problem." He said, "No." Maria does these lovely wedges now and I'm going doing them. I'll do them during the day and all. They're way nicer. And I'm going doing dinosaur chicken nuggets. And I was like, what? They're, they give them to three-year-olds. But anyway, he's no, they're unreal. So yeah, I arrived down all excited. Any excited on the spread the last few years? Nothing. Now, in fairness to me, did two two lattes and they were very nice. And I put that up on Instagram. But then he goes, you can have toast. What else do you want? Why do you want to be eating at two o'clock in the morning anyway? <laughs> and then he was only giving me butter for the toast. And I said, have you any like jam around? You don't need that sugar. We don't have any of that stuff in this house. I eventually found a bit of drop of honey in the back of the press and had four slices of plain toast with a drop of honey. It's fairly bleak now. Well, uh, it might be, I mean, it might be giving dinosaurs to a three-year-old, but that's exactly what I write to my door at half past one in the morning was a fucking three-year-old looking for spring rolls and, and wages. I mean, like, that's what you promised though. But that's what we had agreed. God. I would have brought him down and fired him in Dove myself. I was Jeez. starving. I was nearly had to go to McDonald's at one stage. I was falling down. You could have went up the road. It was grand. You could have got a, a, an egg McMuffin or something. Well, people did no comment on it though, Shani. Someone left a comment under that video as well saying you looked very tired. I was. You were so grumpy. like You were yeah. so grumpy. That's because I'd been listening to you for about a half. I couldn't actually sit down and watch the preview to the game. The Sunday game, I couldn't watch the end of the Joe McDonough because your man was in the corner on about wages and yeah, spring rolls. And I was like, I purposely didn't turn up to the quarter past two. Like, I was kind of like, I leave the boys at it there. <laughs> oh, just torture. torture. Yeah. Well, look, that was a bad start, anyway, in general, to the, to the early night. And then obviously, Giggles arrived in. And then that gave, gave me a lift. I was like, oh, all right, Giggles is here now. He's pumped, he's excited. And then Giggles, it kind of. It took off from there, and I didn't go, didn't go much further. Yeah, than my I, excitement around the wedges. I think we were about, we were about to start talking about fourteen, eleven at half time, and everyone thinking, "Geez, we're still in it." And like three points in at half time after playing terribly in at their own standards. But I think I don't know who said it in hindsight is a great thing. But 
the Waterford players have taken such a beating physically from the Limerick team that when it came to the second half, they were actually dead. They were dead in the water. And I think, look, uh, uh, before we get into any of the detail, I think Waterford probably had maybe 10 to 11 players who were up to par to be able to compete with Limerick. They probably had three or four who, came, who aren't. Um, and Limerick have probably 20 players at that level. You know, the subs they bring in and the players that they have. And I'm not saying the player, Waterford players are even as good, but they're able to compete. And when it's kind of 11 versus 15 like that, I think it was very similar to the Munster final in terms of how the game went. Limerick were always in control, Waterford trying to hang in there, but it was just a lot more pronounced that Limerick just took their chances. They were ruthless. This was the day they were waiting for since Kilkenny beat them last year and they were, there was nobody going to stop them. And, you know, in fairness to Stephen McKeever, I don't know how we kept out those two shots now. They were both hit straight at him, but... That was a sign of intent, and if that goal had gone in, geez, you'd nearly be worrying about a kind of a 2008 scenario. Now, it didn't, mm. and Watford kind of kept tipping away, and to their credit, they kind of started going for goals, and I know it was a bit early for to go for goals, seven or eight minutes left, and I was kind of thinking, geez, tap them over, lads, make it look like it's 30 points to 23, but they, you might as well lose by 11 points as lose by five points, so they kind of did go for the goals, they knew they had to get them, and... Um, it it was one of those games where you kind of go away from it and you're 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 obviously disappointed and you're you're gutted, but you just know that you've been beaten by a far superior team. So you're not thinking, Jesus, what if Richie Hogan didn't get sent off, or what if this didn't happen, or what if that didn't happen? There's no what ifs. There's Limerick are unreal and Watford are a bit behind, uh, as are the rest of the country. I'd say at the moment. So, um, the only thing that I might highlight, I suppose, from a from a, a whole perspective maybe for Galway people is that Galway were actually very close to kind of beating them even though I think Limerick still had that performance that they were a good bit away from them left them in the game but they're just a fantastic team yeah. outstanding I, I think that that was it for me is that that performance I don't think no matter who they play whether it was Waterford or it was Galway or Kilkenny they are in the final that was the performance that was coming and they've spoke about that defeat to Kilkenny they've mentioned that a few times during the, like that that killed them last year because they were going to back it up with the, with the two in a row and they were really caught in the hop that day and they were ravenous on Sunday it, like it was a different level of intensity to the Galway game they upped it another gear like you see those those pictures going on after every time they're hunting a pack of a three or four mm. like is they're so hungry and as well they have a real I, I'm going to call it it's a real cynical side as well they have oh, yeah. that that real and I like seeing that to be honest like that's you know, Kilkenny, Kilkenny teams had that not, not, not for a while now but back in their pomp in 2011 2014 like just mowing lads down they don't care they, they, they'll take the foul they'll give, leave, the, leave the shoulder in or leave the hurl in and they, every time they protested the free especially Grod Hegarty he had, it was a tweet up there does, does someone had it up does uh, Paddy Stapleton, Paddy Stapleton had it up does he ever does he ever think anytime he caught, makes a foul that it is actually a free and then he, he tweeted back no, no. yeah <laughs> but like like they're just yeah they're on a, they're on a different level they're, they're, they're conditioning their their physical strength but then they're just they're hurling and their their work rate and how they their hunger for everything. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just I have that sweet spot at the moment that, like Eagle said, Watford had have had that up along through this championship and they've only they lost to Limerick twice and every other game they've looked very, very good. And it's that difference of three or four players on the day when Limerick upped it, I'd say 10% from any other performance they had. Yeah, they, they, no yeah. one could have lived with them I on think Sunday. No one could have lived with them. At that, and at that level as well, like losing, you know, giving way to two or three players is, is, is going to be oh, a 10 or 11 point victory. And, and look, Coming into it, we thought, um, well, I thought in you that you know Limerick weren't firing in all cylinders. It didn't, you know, and they weren't. No, and they weren't, and, and that's what it was based on. And then the the Warford hype, and they had momentum. To be fair to them, but Warford got no momentum in that game. It was just scratching and hanging on to 
and replying to whatever was thrown at them and they did that in the fair play to them like they they actually put in still a really decent performance even though they weren't allowed to do it they were shut down everywhere they tried to make inroads I mean they got no change from the Limerick full back line who were just solid Sean Finn is just a revelation he's taken cornerback play to another level again but the entire Limerick team have taken the game just to another platform that people need to get to it's 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 just reeks of the Kikini team and from 2006 onwards you know they just brought the game to a different level and they have everybody in every position at this stage you know that that probably is still only extending to maybe 17 or 18 players I wouldn't say that they've got a you know the way Kikini were going on about it 15 better players you know on, on the benches that they had out on the field but they are at coming to that level and I wouldn't be comparing them to the dubs now or anything like that. Like they still have only one, two in the last three or you know, three years for Northern Ireland. Like, but they're I think teams have to match them for athleticism, for physicality, you know, for hunger. I mean, as you said, like there was three or four lads around them all the time. People talk about and I've been raving about Garrod Hegarty for ages. Like his work rate, like to do what he does, because he looks effortless in what he's doing, but you can imagine the amount of actually work he's doing to get himself in those positions. Like, And if teams can't have that physicality matched with that hurling ability and mentality, like they're just, they're not going to be able to make any inroads no, but, but, in beating this nobody's, team. Nobody is going to get to that physicality in the next two years. Like Liam Cadd mentioned <coughs> it afterwards, Walford need to work on the physicality. Yeah, that was interesting. He did make a big point about that after, straight away after the game. And he knows it's right, but they, they can't actually, like, that's three years in the build-up, like Garrod Hegarty. He's, yeah. able to run, he's 15 and a half stone, right? Kyle Hayes is 15 stone. Yeah. They're six foot six. There's oh, they're monsters. They're monsters. He can he can he can be on the run on the halfway line off his bad side and glide the ball over the bar. Like he's got the skill, physical. There was Warford fellas hanging off Kyle Hayes, just bouncing ah, off him. Yeah. Like he was like a wrecking ball going through, going up the line there. Uh, most of the time, he's just he's a freak. Like, yeah, but like that's what I mean. Like that's what I mean. Yeah. If you you need you need to put like hammer to hammer, as Tomas Osea says. Like if you don't have fellas to match up to him. You know, to stop him in his tracks, like he's I don't just think there's too many in the country will put it up to him. Really no, 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 I'm not saying, but I'm saying that's what yeah, that's yeah. what's needed, like. And, and the thing, the thing about the whole game as well was nobody really marked anyone. Jesus, Garrod Hegarty was free. I don't know how many times, even though you'd imagine Callum Lyons was going to be a man marker. But what they do is so is so brilliant. It's like Hegarty and Morrissey go back from the wing forwards, so they've got the two midfielders. They got eight plus the two, but they have ten lads defending. And then when they come out with the ball, they're just so slick. Yeah. And if the shot is on from outside, they've got the options outside because they can. They've got six shooters. They've got the three half backs and the three half forwards. Yeah, and then so if the accurate. shot isn't on and there's space inside, they've got Galan, they've got Flanagan, got, and the points the boys were getting like it was like up the sideline going the wrong way. Own Kelly esque over the shoulder. Everything stuck. E- everything went over. Like you, like we were saying, it was, it was a pronty. How many wides did they have? That no, not that many. Not that but many. But the running like, in the inside. But, but it, it was score some play. If you look at the first half there, like Elam was stuck in the corner, yeah. right? Pronty had him. Did all the right thing, brought Should've him out to the line, line yeah. put him out in line, couldn't do any more, bar, a blocker yeah. hook, but like he had a shot under pressure off the back foot, over the bar. We well, said yeah. that a couple of times in, like in the game, it's like, what else was he supposed to do? He like really He did do. everything he could have done, Yeah, just everything. Yeah, and I think as well, their distribution as well, like you talk about, yeah, they're slick coming out, but every ball is into space and a player run onto it, every time, and you yeah. know as a, as a mm. forward giggles and Johnny as a back, 
Worst ball as a defender, best ball as a forward. You, the, yeah. the forward has the benefit every time it's in his favour. There is no... And I thought the Waterford full back line actually held up reasonably well. They did play well, yeah. They actually held up reasonably well, but they were still... They were under so much pressure. It was not. It was wave after wave. Well, the, com- the comparison is very, very simple. Like, the, the ball cross field to Galan that just bounces in front of him when he got yeah. the handy point. And Conor Prunty was trying to his best to mark him. Versus the ball down into Desi Hutchinson, which was 50-50 between himself and Sean Finn. And it wasn't that they wanted to give that 50-50 ball. It was just that the Waterford backs were under so much pressure they had to get it off fast. And that Sean Finn, and that there was, not that Desi Hutchinson wasn't moving. He was obviously one of the best movers that we have, but they just blocked out the space so well. And uh, they were just a machine. There was Sean no Finn was on his shoulder all day. I don't think he got any space yeah. on any ball. Now he, he he got a lovely point and he moved. He Desi Hutchinson showed very well. He did show he, well, yeah. And I, that's what I want to say about Waterford as well. They, they died with their boots on. Like he, I wouldn't even go with 2008. Like 2008, no. la- heads were dropped and no, game was over after, after 15 minutes. After 15 yeah. minutes, yeah. I know Kenny had completely blitzed them in that period, but Waterford has never st- they never stopped. No, not no. until the right till the very end. I know you were getting a bit frustrated because they were going for the goal. Look, they were tired. They knew you got a ball 30 yards out. They they couldn't physically get through that barrier and they were taking pot shots. Yeah. But they they never stopped and I think that's what was so admirable about them that yeah look they've came up short they've, they've come from nowhere this year let's be honest about it like oh, yeah. you had very I don't think you had high expectations you wouldn't have really thought an Ireland final appearance was in they were probably behind Dublin coming into yeah. the year right down ninth yeah yeah. You, yeah you were saying geez if we got a Munster final it'd be a great year you yeah. know at the start you were like we'd get over Cork because you'd always think you can be Cork in here but like getting to a Munster final like that's what you were saying you know if we got there like you know, I gave Limerick a good game that day and then came yeah. through the back door and you know came over to Kenny in a great performance and look stuck with Limerick for a first half and then you know we knew kind of 10 minutes in that it was it was going to go up. it was yeah. gone yeah. but they never stopped and I think you can take huge satisfaction from that that Waterford are kind of firmly probably back up there now in the top the top four, tier yeah. the top yeah. four um, mm. and gives you hope going into next year but for the rest of the counties looking on Limerick are the bar oh, and, mild, yeah. and even like even even with losing Tyg de Burke as well I mean Tyg he was a massive blow oh, yeah, but yeah. Irla Daly was, was excellent excellent when yeah, he came excellent, on yeah, he excellent. He's, he's like and he's, he's 19 sh- he's, surely in, he's just gone 20 he's playing in the 20s for Waterford yeah. surely nailed yeah. in for a, you know, a league campaign next year but he, he was playing centre back for the whole league for mm. Waterford and he got injured himself and actually he was only coming back from an injury now he got injured with the under 20s I suppose Kevin Moran might, nice. might pack it up now and he could slot in there I reckon Kevin will probably have a, I think I heard somewhere Kevin was saying that this was his kind of bonus territory just you know, it's a 6 week mm. championship 8 week championship I might as well give it a look whether he'll continue on now or not but I think Liam Cattle has built something pretty decent and he's got a lot to build on. Will Shane Bennett come back? Will Park Mahoney get back? Will Tyg de Burke actually be He's transformed time? Gleeson into a good player again, like, isn't he? Uh, like Austin Gleeson gave his best mm. performance for Watford for the year. But I think you could focus too much on Watford here, lads. It's all about Limerick. This oh, no, I think, it's, look, it's yeah, no, look, it's, it's all about Limerick, but I think to say like, there is positives for Watford. They die with their boots on, they gave it everything. And, and the thing with the, the championship so close next year, you you like you straight away yeah, Limerick are, are there in the area. But it's funny, I think I was listening to Anthony Daly who said he met John Kiley after the game a couple of hours later and he just kind of gave him the comment. So John, what are you going to do with Mike Casey and Richie English there next yeah, <laughs> in, in, sure in a few weeks' that. time? Like who like they're two of the best fullback players like yeah. around like Richie English and, and Mike Casey and like Dan Marcy is a nailed on all star fullback. Yeah. Um he he actually su- fullback suits him better than wing back because I don't think he's, he's brilliant at fullback. Yeah, but do you know why though? Because there's more space there now to move around into. I think and there's, it's, there's you know there's not 
you know, it's not as confined as as it used as to be. It used to be, yeah. yeah. I think he's got and, and like as being as a wing back, I think he's got he's able to run into that space and 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 you know demand demand yeah. the ball in there like so. So it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting now. Limerick have done two out of three. Uh, I know, like we've sat in twenty ten, we've sat in twenty sixteen, we've sat in twenty thirteen with Clare saying oh, these boys are going to go on, and th- this is the narrative after every single final yeah. that mm. this team is going to go on and dominate. You know, except probably for fourteen fifteen when Kilkenny kind of came along with unexpected wins. Uh, when they were kind of coming to the tail end, they were thinking, Jesus, remember Jerlock Nam when you were going for three in a row, was criticising you. Know, right. That's just Kilkenny's culture, yeah, yeah. But they will be beaten at some stage. Like, I think if it's a quick turnaround to next year's championship, i.e., as in the championship is in the league championship is in the start of the year, everybody's going to be in trouble. I think if it's in the latter part of the year, it might give people a small bit of a chance to catch up. But very similar to maybe Clare 95, 97. Now I know it's about 20 year odd years ago and different stories with strength and conditioning and all that. But nobody thought Clare would be beaten in 98 and then Jimmy Cooney screwed him out of an All-Ireland. They, they, they'll get caught at some stage, whether it'll be no, next year or the year after. Of course they'll get caught. Okay, but it's, uh, it's at the moment... They, they got caught last year by Kilkenny when they probably, you know, that was a, a big a big surprise. Five-week right? monster final break. Yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah Kilkenny came in recover and got him, right? Well, they were beaten twice last year, weren't they? They were beaten twice. Yeah. They were beaten three times last year. Yeah, so no team is, you know, we haven't seen back-to-back in a long, long time since Kilkenny, outside of Kilkenny and Cork in the last yeah. 30-odd years, it hasn't, it hasn't yeah. happened, right? So yeah. it, the odds are against them, but they're in the best possible position of any of the teams who have won all Ireland. I agree, and, yeah. and then go yeah. on for their next one. Yeah. And I think with Kylie there, you know, they they probably not saying they lost the run of themselves last year, but you know, he won't let anything creep away this time around. And there's more competitive tension with the squad now, even than there was when they were going for the two in a row last year. I think it was interesting when you were watching Hegarty and Kyle Hayes being interviewed after the two of them asking who's bigger and who's taller and yeah. all that kind of wreck. And their first thought was, well, the strength and conditioning coach is probably going to want us in tomorrow doing stuff. And there was an article in the Examiner around what Limerick were doing during lockdown, and a lot of it was on pace and sprint work that they had a specific sprint coach who said he never would have got this time to work on players' sprint techniques. Do you know, he was giving them drills, they were videoing themselves doing it, sending it back to him, he was analysing it, getting it back, and all that athletic kind of training, they did a huge amount on Zoom calls over lockdown, which is just shows the professionalism of, of, of the mm-hmm. unit. But I have here, it was, it was a seed that was planted back in 2011. I think Joe McKenna, who was former Limerick manager, former Limerick All-Ireland winner in 73, he got JP in, obviously, with the financial backing. They got all these development squads in. 2013, they won the Munster Minor. They went on to win an under f- minor in 15, I think, then under 21s. They were a senior in 2013 as Munster as well. Munster. And, and they were actually, Declan Hannon was actually playing centre forward, wing forward, full forward for that team. And they were highly fancied to beat Clare in the semi final mm. that year. And Clare pipped them. And mm. Clare went on and won the All Ireland. Um, so they planted the seed with this underage group, though. I said there's there's a group there, the Keen Lynch's um, and his age group, and then there's the Kyle Hayes group, and the two of them have combined, and that's the team you're looking at right now. And Jesus, they're awesome. Um, yeah. But ag- again, planted the seed with 14-year-olds, 13-year-olds back yeah. in 2011, not with seniors trying to get over line. And that's the difference. And it's the same in business, the same with anything. If you... Kieran's College with Kilkenny, you know, you're, you're getting your culture set up and all that stuff way back... When you're when you're young, and then when you come through that system, you don't know anything else but but winning. And I think these guys are just well, that, winners. that that development as well in terms of the fitness and the conditioning. Like, not only are you actually obviously teaching them what to do, but you're giving them and educating them on what they should be looking at and how they should oh, be yeah. doing things. And 
that'll just you know that level of professionalism will stay with him all the way through and any fella any gifted hurler who, who joins them you know looks across yeah. and and sees them doing what they're doing and how meticulous they are at what they're doing i mean that just you know success creates creates success as well like so that's that's something that will will live la- longer now past these all islands for yeah. for limerick like so it's it's a level of culture that they've created there now that is going to be is going to be hard to break and like you can definitely see them going on next year and winning another all ireland certainly and a and, and, and maybe beyond. And the interesting thing as well is even with COVID, like they they barely let them have the cup down on the field for the photo after yeah. the match. The cup then has gone back into so Cope Park. Even mm. <laughs> you don't even get to bring home yeah. Lee McCarthy and like there's no big, you know, they won't be going to the schools and the yeah. like and then they come around and all of a sudden they're back in again. I think that'll play into Limerick's favour. Obviously they ended a huge barren period when they won the last time around. So it's and not and the, with the players coming back then as well on yeah, top of that. It's not the same fanfare, it's not the same hype, but I think that'll just keep them kind of steely determined. And the quicker turnaround, I think Garot Hegarty was saying even like the they were so looking forward to this whole setup because they knew if they won it, they had Christmas. <laughs> like, mm. what a lonely way to finish up when you're you're straight to Christmas with family, and when you've probably been in your bubble and you've been minding yourself and you haven't been doing anything, all that kind of stuff. You've already had a month behind you. If there's a normal year, you yeah. know, or a, or a month and a half, you know, of of you know, letting 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 you letting know the guard down yeah. and letting yeah. loose, I guess. And before you probably back in the new year, whereas now they probably have maybe three four weeks maybe of a layoff. Yeah, if he, yeah they'll be the back. Game. They'll be back in January. So yeah, yeah. I think I think that's going to going to stand to them. But look, look. Any news on what is happening next year in terms of the? Look, there's been two things. One, they said for next year, what was going to happen was that they're going to have the inter county championship is going to be first finished in July, and then club would start. Mm. Now they're revisiting that because the worry is if they did that now, given the situation with COVID, it would probably mean limited oh. attendances at matches, and as we know, that's what funds the covers of the GEA so now they probably might have to revert back to club will come first like league might happen like normal yeah. but l- club championship then be played off like we had this year and then with the All-Ireland series later in the year again with the hope that by you know third quarter next year most of the country could be vaccinated yeah. and they're talking about now to attend sporting events or do anything you'll have your certificate I've mm. been vaccinated and that will allow them to then have the bigger crowds at sporting events and major events in Ireland so the GA is going to have to do it financially. That's the, you know they can't have two years in a row with no gate receipts. They're yeah. not. That's their only, their main revenue stream. Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah. The, the one, the one thing I'd say then before we have to, I think from a strategy point of view or from a game management point of view, the puckouts were huge for Limerick. Both Waterford puckouts and Limerick puckouts in the game. Like Waterford couldn't buy didn't a win puckout the ball, win. Didn't win the ball. And like you take Jack Fagan as the example, who yeah. caught eleven puckouts last day, and he like. Couldn't and Dermot Burns six foot five, yeah. Kyle Hayes six foot seven. Everyone forgets that Declan Hannon's probably about six foot four and about fourteen and a half stone as well, yeah. and, and a beer of a man and a fantastic hurler, and he's their captain. So, and then you've Hegarty and Morrissey dropping back as well, <laughs> just to crowd out that oh, lads. Don't know well. I don't know in midfield is another enforcer. I yeah. guess we talk, spoke about him earlier in the year as well. Like just more physicality again yeah. on top of that. So Waterford just didn't have anywhere to go with their puckouts, and and no team does unless you have three lads like maybe Galway with Joe Canning, Joseph Cooney, and Connor. We have three big lads to win at least. Whereas Waterford Raw was dealing with, and I thought it was funny they started their full full forward line as Hutchinson, Gleeson, and Stephen Bennett inside, which meant then that you had Montgomery and Fagan. And Jack Pendergast, all three novices, you know, and on the best half back line in the country, and on the lighter side, uh, on the best half back line in the country. Yeah. Um, 
But I think, yeah, look, all in all, Limerick, the best team in the country by a mile this year. Waterford made savage progress, and I think they'll be very disappointed. We're all very disappointed, but they'll be happy with their year in reflection. And I think, yeah, <laughs> John Milan, they need to get the money men in the county board and tie down Mikey Beavins and Liam Cahill. And I think he's right. You know, they need a bit of consistency now. They need to build on this. And if, if for whatever reason, like, you can imagine if Liam Sheedy left Tipperary right now, they'll be begging. Oh, 100% Liam Cahill, 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 Liam Cahill be gone. Got him, gone yeah. tomorrow. Because yeah. he's a Tipperary man, of course yeah. he is. Yeah. So they need to just figure out how they can get a hold of Liam Cal. And I'd say Liam will stay as long as the Tipperary job doesn't come available. I 100%. Think Liam Cal won't go anywhere until Tip comes available, I would say. Yeah. And ideally, you'd love to see Sheedy, from a Warford perspective, stay on for next year and the year after. You'd lo- if Liam Cal had three years of Warford, that would that, leave yeah. him in really good stead no yeah. matter what would happen next. Because yeah. you, you know what you're going to get next year with him exactly. again. It's going to be the same and probably a bit better. So, yeah, look... Green shoots in, in, in Waterford, but uh, Limerick just... Yeah. Greener shoots in Limerick. Green, greener <laughs> shoots, green all around for Limerick. And look, yeah, 3-0 uh, and o on, on, or not in 3 in this side with our predictions, but yeah, look, got caught up in the fanfare. We put the hands up and uh, we look forward to seeing how they, they go next year because they're gonna, they've set the bar and we've a long way all the counties to, to climb up to, but look, fantastic team and, and very, very likeable bunch. So well done to Limerick. What, what club is Dan Henley in Limerick? What club is he from? He, I'm not sure what I can't think he's near, near Newcastle West I can't think Don't ask Eaton or something no, like I that, can't think of you won't like now that I can't remember his club sorry <laughs> that. Uh, that, that getting even in the bad books yeah the no books. I'm in bad books already as it is I'll come, it'll, it'll come to me but um, yeah I looked on very good hurt himself hurled underage for Limerick and won a Fitzgibbon UCC so and he's a very, very strong anti-Kenny man as well. He won't make any... I, like, I support him on that one. I support him on that one. <laughs> Do you have any bets with you about all Ireland? So? No, no bets, but just vile towards Kilkenny in general. I'm, I'm about to start spending that 500 now, Shawnee. I think it's yeah. got two more years, Giggles. Shawnee did this year. Shawnee's only one more year, he said. Anyway. When, 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 when did we start doing the podcast? 2016. 2017. 2016. 2017. The third year. It's our fourth year. It's not. And it's 2022. We'll go back and listen back. It's 2022. They have to have yeah. one by. It would it would have been on one of the podcasts. And they still won't win it by then. Yeah. Anyway, but come on, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> this now. On. All right. Okay. <laughs> come on next. Joe McDonough, Camogie, under 20. They nearly lost Eric McGrath. Very early doors. They nearly lost him. And basically, Tom Clear hasn't a fucking Scooby Doo. And like unfortunately, though Peter O'Neill, the the two of them, they're sales reps. They're not like I I think Derry Kent. I I, I personally, you may have gathered, I'm not a fan of fan of David Bisson on a personal level. But what he has done. Arguing here over how long we've been doing it. Was 2017 All Ireland as part of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, then seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, but 17, that was the f- that 19, was year 20. zero. If you get me, like it's not year one. Like a year, we hadn't done a full year. We started in August. Still That's year one. No, the alert was in September. Zero. We no, just stopped. Yeah, we figured out zero we were it's, it's, first year, it, is it? It's 2022 is the, is the bet for the $500. And I know I'm under pressure still for that. Yeah. So you're looking... Yeah, you're looking you had your shot last year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> God. He's, he's after buying a new bike now, lads. So he's be, he'll be hauling tough there now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't have $500 to spare to buy it. Um, yeah, look, we did get a bit of feedback in last week that we didn't kind of cover any of the... Um, the tier two and tier three competitions um, in in the hurling. So apologies today. I got a text in from an Antrim man. No mention of of Antrim. And I got a, another message in from a Collins Connolly, a, a former loud stalwart and also ex Gary O man and Dixborough man. Great combination there of all, of all of all three. 
uh, he wasn't happy that we uh, we didn't feature the Del- Larry Mar. Um, and he said, "Yeah, strong county hurling snobs." That's what he called us. Well, to be fair, um, yeah, we can't argue with the point, lads. We got caught up in the Watford fanfare. Sorry about that, but very strong Melbourne connection to all those competitions. In that, we had our own Gary Owens, Andy Mackin scoring two one in the final. I don't know if you get man in the match. He got man in the match. I think, yeah. uh, fair play to Andy Flyer. He, he's a serious man for goal. Actually, he always kind of sniffs out a goal. And then Giggles never passing the ball. He would have scored more over here if, if Giggles passed him a few more. Honey, you know, I still have that memory of him. Should should have thrown the hand pass out to me. We would have beaten Jamrocks in that game. Anyway. Um, then you had David Kettle and uh, Kerrigan, Gavin, Gavin Kerrigan, Gavin Kerrigan, who played with Sinn Féin. Then if you go up to the Larry Maher, um, that was Larry Maher, to the Christy Ring, you had former Sinn Féin stalwart Stephen Coyne captain in the Mayo Hurlers who were surprisingly beaten by Donegal. Full back. Full back. You had Kildare and down then in the Christy Ring. Jeez, am I after missing one of the... Am I from Miscalling one of these cups. No, down and thing was Christy Ring. John McDonough was Antrim and Kerry. Yeah. So what was the Mayo final against? Donny Gall. Yeah. Larry Martin. No, Larry Martin was Ring. out. That's Christy no, Ring. That's Ring. That's 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 this is embarrassing. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Anyway. I'll go back and delete this. <laughs> and then, and then we we had we had Aaron Cunningham and Alan Kerwin, both Wolf Tones players, playing for Clare and Watford this year in the championship. So lot, lots of intercounty players coming out of the Melbourne yeah. scene for the last two to yeah. three years. We bred them well here and sent them back. It, it, it's a good sign, but I think if the, the the three the two the two main two games of the weekend were Kilkenny and Galway in the Camogie and Antrim and Kerry in the Joe McDonald. There was a bit of under twenty action during the week as well, but. I think, it. first of all, it was amazing for Antrim and Kerry to get to play in Crow Park on our final day. I was listening to RT Radio 1 driving over to Shawnee's house and he was emotional about the Antrim boys going up putting the wreath up for Bloody Sunday and he was nearly crying about it. Um, they didn't play great. They they were all over Kerry in the first half and went in a point down. Um, they were similar to Limerick in that they won all their games in the league as well. They won all their games with Joe McDonough and they got promoted up there. So they're playing top tier hurling both in the league and the championship next year. It's great to see them come back because they have been miles off the pace yeah. for a long time. Whether they'll be able to compete now with Lee McCarthy teams is a question, but they've got Leash in Leinster. You'll argue they've got Dublin in Leinster. They might have a crack off Kilkenny the way Kilkenny are going. You never know, oh. right? You might, but um, they're coming up. I'm, I'm only missing it. They're, they're coming up and fair play to them. I think the, the Clark got 11 points. He got eight, eight from freeze and three from play. To be able to have the... There must have been something going on really well there with the squad that they have. If Neil McManus is fit to be able to sit in the bench, bring him on to steady the ship and score four points. He was points. injured, I think. That's why he was injured during yeah. the year, but he was fully fit for the final. So he was like, he's a quality he's player. He's unreal. Yeah. And he then, showed his class when he came on, didn't he? He did. And then Kerry on the other side probably just weren't as good as Antrim, and they were well beaten by him in the Joe McDonough League stage. I think two twenty-five to two thirteen. They've Fintan O'Connor and and Brendan Cummins down there training them. They've got Shane Conway who got to play in Crow Park uh, for the first time. He was delighted with that. He obviously wasn't on the right side of the result. In, in a way, for the championship for next year, it's probably a good thing because I think it would have been a bit of a joke if Kerry were trying into the Leinster Championship. Yeah, it would have been a joke. It would have been awful, to be honest. Cork should have been relegated down when Kerry opened, so I would have said. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no relegation this year anyway. No, so no relegation. Kerry could have just come in. Yeah. But anyway, Antrim are in uh, Leinster next year and Full full credit for their win uh, on Sunday. And then, Liam, you got a bit of silverware down at Kilkenny on Saturday night. Yeah, they were going for the four in a row losses in the in, in the Camogie, which, you know, like to go back year after year, all Ireland final defeat after Ireland final defeat. Um, they brought in a new voice that Brian Downing in as manager, freshening things up after, and Downey been in there and done a fantastic job. And um, yeah, you could see how much it meant to them. Um, Dixborough well represented as well, Dixborough captain. 
So it was really, really special to see him to get up over the line. Like, God, we were serious. Like, it was a really, really good game. And I think some of the Camogie finals the last few years have been quite disappointing, but that game was actually a very good game. Yeah. Camogie is typically low scoring. I think it's because of the rules, not yeah. because of the not of the standard anymore. It's the, it's the rules are inhibiting yeah. the, the quality the quality of players and the quality of scores as good as anything to watch the weekend. And they got that penalty to go for the goal and they could maybe tip it over the bar and kind of guarantee the point. It was was great to see and to see. Well, Denise Gall is a stalwart. Yeah, she's, she's their, stalwart, leader, their yeah. spiritual leader. And well, she, Katie Power she, was injured as well and they were kind of playing for her. So, and, and, and in the past three years, it has been, like as you said, there probably be a poor standard finals, but it's always been tight. And Kikini yeah. have come out on the wrong side of the tight results. So I was thinking to myself, geez, Galway and Kikini level with five minutes to go, this is going to be the same again. Denise Gall steps up, buries the penalty. They hold out the game. I think Tommy Welch's sister, is she good? Tommy Welch's yeah, Grace, sister, Grace? Welch, yeah, wing back. Wing back played most of the game midfield, had a phenomenal game. Um, she kind of snuffed out any danger. They really man-marked Neve Kilkenny after last year. She's one of Galway's stalwarts. She wasn't really in the game. But you, you, you would kind of say, and Jesus, if they lost four and how would they come back for five, they probably would have. But fair play to them. It, 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 it was a great result and shows the resolve that they have. And... It's obviously the Kilkenny ladies are, are as, as emotionally attached to hurling as the men are, um, oh, if not even more so. Yeah, 100%. And it, yeah, it was just a really special to see when they haven't, when they won that one, I think it was in 2016, it had been a while since they'd won it as well. And then to go that three in a row was just, you know, a really, really tough few years. From, and they're most of the same squad. Uh, and it was to see some of the newer girls come through and stand up and deliver for them, I think it's given great excitement for the next couple of years to come, knowing that Katie Powers come back in as well and a couple more girls coming through. So, yeah, no, fantastic win and great to see it all kind of in the same weekend. Great to have the camogie in the, on and then you have the the hurling as well. Like It's been a really good festival of hurling, I think, the weekend that we just had, where normally we wouldn't see those. There are a few weeks apart, those competitions normally, so it's kind of good to see them all up at Crow Park within, within kind of 24 hours of each other. It was, it was interesting. We, we put up the poll there on Instagram, should the LGFA, the camogie and the GA all join forces, right? I couldn't feckin' believe that 12% said no, right? And I went through, and 70% of the people who said no were male. And 30% who said no were female. I was like, Jesus Christ. Okay, so there's obviously something there why they don't join up. But I think the disgrace that happened the week before with the ladies football where they were moved from Turles to Limerick to Parnell Park to Crow Park brought the time forward and, and yeah, the girls were... 10 minute warm-up. 10 minute warm-up. And then the ignorant president of the LGFA coming out saying that the Galway girls spent too long in the dressing room was absolutely disgraceful. And that they were lucky to get to play in yeah, Crow Park. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But the yeah. good news during the week we've seen is that the... The, exactly, the yeah. players' rep bodies have merged between the, the ladies and the men. So that's the first, that's a very yeah. positive step towards it. Like we said all along, we know all this is about is power. No, no one wants to give up the power. The GA have the stronger hand. They're obviously not going to go under the L, LGFA or the Camogie Association banner. They have to come in under the, under the GA and they just need to come up with some structure where you still have a president of... I don't know, you, you, got, you got a committee over the line there without one of the pitches now, in fairness, Liam and Victoria, you did really quite well with that. <laughs> no, but you know, you, know, you know what I'm saying in terms of, you're president of your own association, you know, it's, it's a big thing to, to, to give up, you know, yeah. so, but for the, for the betterment of all parties involved, you can see from the synergies, from funding, from access, and even in terms of how county teams are funded, there's huge Listen, discrepancies th- between male and female, so I think they, they do need to come together, and it's going to happen, but... Hopefully sooner rather than later. But, but uh, do you know what? I, I, I just don't think people in Ireland, I, 
realise the disparity or the potential that is there for them to come together. And I certainly didn't fully realise it until you come to Melbourne. When you can see the social environment and see how teams and clubs come together and pull as one and actually get way more out of the club because you've got four teams, not just one team are hurting team, or maybe a hurling and a football, and then you have a camogie and lace football. You and create all, a different culture, and, you, you and your totally administration do, yeah. is much and better. Officer, as well. Your officers yeah. are split 50 yeah. 50 generally, or you yeah. might even have a, 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 a more female officers, is more prominent in some of the clubs. So Either or, but you, you just get way more positivity um, out of having it together. It is a total power thing at the top of the inter county. It'd be very interesting to see now, does. The GPA now that it's a new formed, is there going to be a strike some weekend? Because something is going to have to happen, right? The, the I think there'll be a strike. There was a strike in Cork. There was a strike oh, in Limerick ten years Cork ago. Cork love striking. That's a different this, story. This time ten years ago, Cork strike Limerick. next week over something. There else was again. a strike in Limerick. We just won all yeah. Ireland, right? But after we'd striked, right? So but, quite but, only but a little. What, 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 what will be the what will be the trigger for something to change? There has to be a trigger. The, the trigger will the trigger will be. I suppose access to funding. That's what the trigger will be. There'll have to be some that they, if they come under the banner, they no, get. But that's not true. What, what will the trigger be for them to come on? So they've come under the, the GPA. That's now. the players, though. Yeah, I know that's the players. So when will you get the, the goons and the come again and, and the and the ladies' gay football players? Now, them goons. Sorry, that's, that's your view, Giggles. I wouldn't send. That, that, that's my well, if, if a woman comes out and says, "God, we were lucky to play in Crow Park," then she's a goon. I'm sorry. That person, that's my, yeah, my regard, personal view. That's her. That's just her as an individual. Yeah. But something has to be triggered for this for someone to make a change. And if you continue on, like, it's great having the Gaelic Players Association coming together. But if they don't do something, then Agreed. they're not yeah, going to come pre- together. Pre- pressure will have to happen. And you'd imagine it's already happening in the background. So, you know, Giggles, all, everything happens outside of the meetings, you know. So I'm sure there's lobbying going on as we speak towards that point. And it's who is the most to give up? Like we just said, it's the Ladies Football Association, the Camogie Association have to, are trying to save face. So how, what, what do you do for them? Yeah. There's not going to be a trigger moment because fixtures will happen, games will roll on. It's what's how do you make it happen? I don't know what the answer to that is. But there was a trigger moment in Limerick. There was a trigger moment in Cork. Lee O'Neill had three parties at the table just over six or seven years ago, and the Camogie Association voted yes, the GA voted yes, and the LGFA voted no. Mm-hmm. That happened, yeah. right? So n- and nothing has happened since, and no GA president has put it on its on, on on their agenda as a major item. So I'm telling you, if there's no trigger item, there's no change going to happen. No, no, I this agree. Is, with this you. is a starting point, I think, with the mm. Gaelic Players Association coming together. But I think the disgrace that happened the week before with the ladies' football, which was an absolute disgrace, moving an Ireland semi-final to four different venues, they should have walked. In hindsight, hours. they said Galway came out and said after they should have just yeah. not honoured the game. But going back to the positivity, the Camogie final was amazing. Yeah. Really well-deserved victory from Kilkenny. Women's sport is on the up. The Camogie standard is amazing. Like 10 years ago, my own county, Watford, were like halfway in intermediate level. Like, and there was only probably four to six teams at the senior level. Now I think there's 10 teams in senior. You know, Offaly, Limerick, Watford, who are the teams who are trying to break into that top four of Tipperary, Galway, Cork and Kilkenny are getting very close and, and running teams close. The standard is, is, is continuously increasing. It's, a, it's about now bringing it all together and able to drive it any from further. Yeah, and look, fingers crossed we'll see it happen. But like you say, we're going to have to wait and see what that, that moment will be to get them over the line. Um, but I don't, given what's happening at the moment and given the uncertainty with COVID, all these things, pressure on funding for the GA, I don't think the GA are going to be beating, beating down the door of the LGFA and Camogie Association to bring him in this year. That's a true story. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. think so timing mightn't be great now. So I, I think it might take another another 12 to 18 months until we're kind of back into somewhat of a, of a, of a normal world with, with post-COVID. But look, who knows when that will be. But look, we'll watch with... We'll watch on with uh, watching eyes on that one. Shawnee, you've been tracking the under-20. What's been exciting you about that? 
Cork have actually got a victory. So um, yeah, I was watching the Cork Limerick on Saturday morning. We've I've vested interest and in, we've two club players in it from Watergrass Hill, Darrow O'Leary and Shane O'Regan. Darrow started wing back. Um, great game actually. Um, Cork, I think they had to go to extra time to beat Limerick in the, in the finish, but they scored one fourteen or one fifteen in, in normal time and ended up getting one fourteen or one fifteen, whichever it was in in uh, in full time. But the what was interesting about it is they got one twelve from the bench, um, uh, in extra time. So, look, it's positive, positive signs for car hurling again. I guess this is you were you were probably putting a crisis in car hurling a couple of weeks ago, but this is this <laughs> is the reason why there's a crisis in Cork for the last ten years. Yeah, well, this is the reason why. Um, you know, we have the green players. Shoots, we, green have, shoots. we have the player population. It's just oh, getting, getting the thing together and down there Most is the problem. They have, so a good, they have a good manager in terms of uh, Pat Ryan. Pat Ryan's a very astute manager, yeah. Um, and you've done all good the minors, even though they were hammered by Limerick, by Limerick yeah. in the same, in the I think the same weekend. So Shane Dowling made a point of that on the Sunday game. <laughs> it did, yeah. Shane Dowling. When he talking, about, himself. T- talking about goons, he's goon number yeah. one. Um, but no, no, it was a it was a cracker of a game, and they have. Um, they have Tipperary now in the Munster final on Christmas Eve morning. We'll have it at half past five down in the holiday home. Fairness to TG Carr, we'll get into Warford Tip in a second, but TG Carr's coverage again now, broadcasting the games on YouTube. Like I, I saw the numbers there, like those are 20 games at 50, 60,000 tuning in to watch those. Yeah, but that was this. Was the, that on YouTube? They're yeah. On, yeah, they're all on, on they're broadcasting on YouTube. Like they've, they've led the way in GA coverage over the last mm. 20 years. They were the first ones to start doing the club matches. Then they started doing more club matches. And then obviously that took off this year with the streaming and COVID. But now to be broadcasting Sponsored all the, the ladies football. Guys. Sponsored yeah. the ladies football. Um, and even though I'm not a Grail Gore myself, I love watching the TG Carr coverage. I love Cause it. Because you, you don't have to listen to Nicky English. <laughs> yeah, oh, we to listen to Nicky English. <laughs> and we did have an issue. We, we do watch the Dodgy Box. And it happened to us last year. RT2 failed on us. We, well, we couldn't trust it because it, it, it flickered a little bit on us. Yeah. So we went on to Sky Sports and had to listen to Nicky English, which is one of the most painful experiences you could do. <laughs> he's as bad as Jerk Hanning nearly. It's hard oh, to he's worse. He's way worse. Yeah. At least Jerk Hanning's a bit of emotion in him. Like, you know, he might know what he's talking about, but Nicky English is just bore-fest. Oh, my God. And yeah, TG Carey, more heartache for Waterford. Uh, did he, did, did, his tip. There's a strong team that year, the Daily from the senior team, lining out a wing-back. He was named centre-forward. They were six or seven points up. They were six or seven points the better team for the whole game. And they did get a few injuries with the last 15 minutes. They were struggling to hold on. And then Tipperary, who have eight of their all Ireland winning team from last year, man ran through the middle. There was a defender behind him. I was roaring at him to pull across his ankles. Like Liam, you would have definitely pulled him down. No, no questions asked. Got all the way through and buried in the net. And Warford actually had a shot from out on the sideline that just barely went wide. That would have won it, but... Once it went to extra time, then all the momentum was tipped. They scored three three in the first half, like a lot, like it happens happening in the Cork um, Limerick game as well. That the team with the momentum generally scores heavily in the first half of extra time and puts it to bed, like Limerick did against Cork in twenty eighteen. You, know, you see it happen a few times, and yeah, it's Cork and Tip on the twenty third of December. <laughs> like, um, I'm sure the players are delighted that they get to keep training and they can play matches. Probably cold weather. They'd be probably putting the hands under the cold tap before they go out or the warm tap. Whatever. Not the, co- not the cold tap. Oh well, no, the cold tap is the way we used to do it in Hearty Cup. You put them under the cold tap, so when when you go out there, and it's, they're normalised to, to the cold the, weather. That's the condition the Hearty Cup teams. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's what we were told anyway. You you the bad circulation. Yeah, you still have the bad circulation. <laughs> Melbourne is thirty degrees. I go. My hands, my hands are still cold. <laughs> Oh yeah, you but can't um, pump the ball to Liam to hand in the first five minutes at all because he's poor circulation. It is great, and the, the miners going ahead now as well. But it, I think just as a comment on the Joe McDonough final, 
or whether it would be a camogie final going forward, who knows, right? Or maybe the three of them on the one day. But having them on the one day now makes a lot more sense than having the minor final now that the minor's You're mad to get the minor out. Not to get the minor you out. You are giggles, you've been on this I, now a while. I, I love the minor. I used to love the minor when it was under 18, but I think the fact that they're under 17 now, like they're just out of under 16, having it on the same day ahead of a Joe McDonough, I think... It was great for the job, McDonough to have it there, and in, yeah. and the and the camogie as well. Even if you ha- if you ran a triple header, like you can't with tickets. Her. That's the problem. Tickets is, is the tickets killer. issue. You can only really do two matches on uh, final day because yeah. the, the ma- like because the minor. If you get into the minor, you wouldn't know the sign because you haven't been Ireland in, in a while really now. But you get two thousand tickets as a minor team is extra allocation. We'll say yeah. So if you're, you know, you're dividing that pile down further. Yeah, you just don't. You know, you there, there's loads of legit But even the, the ladies on a Saturday, even yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Ladies on the Saturday. There's loads of like even Joe McDonough. Like, imagine if you told Antrim and Kerry you're only getting four thousand tickets each, lads, because Watford and Limerick are getting no. the forty thousand each. They'd be all over the papers as well. So I'm sure, like the GA don't. Kerry have probably any wouldn't bring more than two thousand, though, would they? Probably wouldn't. Well, in the hurling, like let's be honest, the number, there's not a huge like that. North Kerry, what it is it? Yeah, they've got yeah. Ali Duff. Yeah, poor old yeah. The, the North North Kerry, a, a football man told me one time he goes. You're going up, to play up in North Kerry. That's the thirty third county men. They're enemies up there. Is <laughs> <laughs> it the Duffers? Is it the Buff guys? Licks now. You've got Belly High. Poor old Buff. Buff was having a, a cut off Woolly. No, Woolly had a cut off him. Did he? Woolly said he was a few sandwiches short of a picnic. <laughs> no, I know. I was shocking. Woolly, I tell you, Woolly's gone to the pack, lads. He's he's completely lost his mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's actually making a show of himself and calling out Buff like that. Let you know. There's no need for it. We no need for it. There's a special. There's a special. What's up there now, Liam? We're out no, no, we're just. Uh, we're, we've got 15 minutes left in the tape. Oh jeez. <laughs> That's pretty time. We're we'll wrap up in a few minutes anyway. Talk yeah. about the poxy football. Oh, lads, football. I swear. I was just telling Shawnee. This is this is Mayo's tenth All Ireland <laughs> final since I've been alive. And Watford have had three, and I've been just sitting there for 12 of them now. Right. This is the 13th final. Experiencing losses. Like fuck me. Give me one victory then. Son, I don't Saturday think this night. is the time either. Giggles. It, you know, it's, it's interesting. Did you read the Kevin McStay article in the Times? I did, yeah. And he said the bri- Dublin's a bridge too far. Like Dublin, to be fair, haven't been tested. They haven't played a team that even could test them yet, right? So they haven't actually had a physical barrier. I think Mayo are looking a bit dodgy in the full back line, which isn't a good thing coming in to play against a team like Dublin. Word on the grapevine is they're going to deploy Lee Keegan in either midfield or at centre-forward in a kind of a reshuffle and Kevin O'Hora is going to come in in the full back line who's more of a tight man marker to pick up Dean Rock. They're fresh. They've been challenged. They're on a bit of a high. I won't be holding my breath, Liam. I'll tell you that now. But um, it, it's it's a 50-50 game in a kind of a wintry conditions. Dublin haven't been tested. Like it's every, every game, 2012, or sorry, 2013, 2016, 2017, four games between Dublin and Mayo, none of them more than a point of victory for Dublin or yeah. a draw or a point yeah. so that's the history so it's, it's, if, it's, if it's in the mental pot can Mayo get have over the, the mentality to get over the line Look. I think or and the other question is will they be that close this time because Dublin have got the strength to strength Dublin are like if we're talking about Limerick in a way this Dublin is just is, is nuts um, because they're absolutely fine we, we, it's interesting we put up another poll should the dubs be split in two yeah. and 64% of people said no and I would be agreement with that I, I don't think they should be split in two I think it would kill I, I think Pat Gilroy was on oh, he made a show of himself I, I think he actually I think he started off well and then when he started talking about combining teams and I, I know he was going 
extremist, but he did make a show of himself, I think, for a finish. <laughs> an absolute idiot. Like, so for a guy who had a, a pretty good reputation coming in broadly. I, he still has a great... He's a no, but just man. But ju- yeah, yeah, but just made, made a bit of a fool of himself, though. If wrong man to have on talking about what, yeah. you, what you should do about Dublin when you're a Dublin man. He, he, I, I think if Dublin were split... like You can't split Dublin because the hurling team has to be split then, right? Or you can't just split the footballers because they're winning five in a row. Yeah. They didn't say split Kerry. They didn't say split, split Kilkenny. They didn't say... They're not going to say split... Kilkenny's only a small old county, anyway. I know, yeah, but you still have North and South. Like and you probably have, you probably have two good teams there as well that could compete, <laughs> right? But but look back back but let's disregard the Dublin split in conversation. Back to Dublin Mayo. Look, Mayo are five to one to win Dublin on Sunday. You'd be mad to to back against Dublin. But like you just said, there's a couple of things there. The other thing I'd say is there's actually zero expectation on Mayo this year at all. In those other all Ireland's coming in, there was expectation on them. There's none whatsoever this time at all. Like there's not even they're not giving it given a chance. Bar people like yourself who are kind of hanging on for a few little things. Not saying that that might come to fruition. Then you have the no hype situation in Mayo. There's no supporters going. I thought that was going to do Warford a bit of a favour on Sunday. It didn't it? Didn't I don't think they got any benefit from that really in in no. the end. But uh, like, well, I tell you, over the years, what what's been critical of Mayo is that they didn't have a full forward line. I I would argue that. The Mayo full forward line is nearly as good as the Dublin full forward line at the moment. Killian O'Connor's on fire. He's nearly 100 points ahead of the Gooch in the top mm. all-time scores, and he's only 28. Like People do not give this man a credit. He scored 4-9 in a championship match, albeit against Tipperary, who are Division 3 side. That's a, that's a record as well. Aidan O'Shea is a wrecking ball inside there, and he's going to do damage. And then they've got Tommy Conroy, who they've unearthed this year, who's been scoring 1-1, 1-2, 4 points in play. They have a serious full forward line. And that Dublin full back line is there for the taking. So what are you saying? If they can get out. So what are you saying? May I offer Sam? Charlie, you can't see going any other way, can you? No, no, I'm not getting into any hype this in, week. Okay, no, I'm in. not getting no, sucked, sucked in either. Dublin are a machine. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's one person or... So hundred thousand people there on on Saturday night. Uh, it's going to be a Dublin win. Yeah, I, I think the three uh, to be on, on the Dublin side. I think the three players that they have that just no other team has is Brian Fenton, Kieran Kilkenny, and Conor Callaghan. Like yeah. uh, Brian Fenton is the equivalent of Garrod Hegarty. Brian Fenton, will you come out? Yeah. Brian Fenton is the equivalent of three Garrod Hegartys. And that's doing no disrespect no. to Garrod. He's he's never lost a championship yeah. game. This is his sixth year playing for Dublin. Never lost oh, a championship that's game. Scandalous. But but with Conor Callaghan, Kieran Kilkenny, and Brian Fenton, I think you've got three of the best footballers of all time, perhaps in in, the, in that bracket. They're going for their uh, the two boys, Callaghan. I think are going for their six. Kilkenny's going for seven dollar Ireland. You've got five lads going for their eight to equal all those Kerry boys, Pat Spillane, and then you've got Keno Sullivan, you've got Cluxton, you've got Philly McMahon, Kevin McMenamum. One other lad I'm forgetting there now, um, James McCarthy. Obviously, he's a, a machine as well. So yeah. It's hard to see past Dublin. I'm holding on with hope. Yeah, um, two Dublin, do one Mayo. <laughs> I hope Mayo win, but I can't see it happening. Yeah, you'd love to see Mayo. Yeah, win, of course. The whole world yeah. does. Like we were, were seeing, obviously, Waterford last week, but but they are. They're yeah. a, they're a serious outfit. Four. I mean, one. like they're pa- they basically have different teams over the last like five five seasons as well. I mean, Jack McCaffrey's gone. You know, the Brogans are gone. You know, it's they're just awesome, and it's uh, it'll take some going to try and stop them. Giggles just showing us something here. There's a few players on yeah. the move here. We can't we can't reveal names, but players are, are exiting. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, we won't be get uh, me and Sean. I don't think I want to go up to watch this one live. Get, I am. Are you? Yeah, yeah, you want to go four in the morning to watch it? Yeah. Get up. Do you what? have to eat all the chocolate early, Liam? Yeah. Will I come, Will you be doing the the wages and spring rolls when I come yeah, over? I will. Yeah. At five o'clock in the morning. Four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> four o'clock in the morning is breakfast time. Okay, yeah. So I'll have the rashers and stuff. All right, I'll be back in my house next year anyway, after the show that you put in <laughs> last weekend. We'll be bikini next year, yeah. <laughs> well, definitely won't be Cork anyway. We can safely <laughs> say that. Should we put a bit on for that? No. I was <laughs> <not>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I couldn't offset my bet with Giggles. No. Five hundred dollars car could be done next year. <laughs> I definitely click be calling in that one. Um, yeah, look, we look. I think look, we'll, we'll do our, our Christmas special on. Uh, we, I'm actually hoping to do a, a dial in and a live Instagram of the episode. It's ambitious, but I d- for the Christmas Eve episode. Yeah, that someone can call in, guests can call in, the fans can call in. What do you think? What, what, what time will we be doing it? We're going to do Christmas Eve Australian time I think 10 in the night Which will be 11 in the morning Christmas oh, Eve yeah. Ireland time So I think we'll get a few people Give us a buzz With their moments of the year We might get the big bow back on well, No they have to ring in There's no we're not, yeah. Yeah. He'd, he'd be interested He might ring Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Okay alright well so Brian, a, Brian Vaughan still won't Brian be Vaughan. At 11 o'clock now <laughs> He's a late riser <laughs> no, so he, He's in Sydney Giggles oh, yeah. on his phone so You're not listening properly he's now He's in bed too <laughs> Yeah Alright okay so Thanks very much, Giggles, for having us. Did you, did you, was that your chocolate or was that Shawnee's chocolate? I brought the chocolate, Shawnee brought the biscuits. Yeah, I didn't have any of those biscuits. Um, thanks, Shawnee, for coming along. <laughs> thanks to O'Neill's. We're getting new O'Neill's gear next week. All will be revealed oh, on the podcast. Oh, we have see what we have in store. Keep on Instagram. It's going to be good. There'll be high demand for that. And get in touch with us at Good AGA, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and also Good AGA, gmail.com. Have a good night, Shawnee. Bye-bye.